0: In Alhamdulillah, Hamdan Yaleko be Jalali, what he was Sultani. Allahumma, like Alhamdul Hatta Tarta, Walakal Hamdu Ida Rodit, Walakal Hamdu Bada Rida. When a shadow and la ilaha illa law, who are the Hula Shari Kala, when a shadow and ونقره اعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم عليه ونبيه وصفيوه وحبيبه وخليله اللهم صل وسلم عليه اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين ومن تبعهم باحسان وهدى الى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله واعلم أن خير الدنيا والآخرة في تقوى الله وطاعته وأن شر الدنيا والآخرة في معصية الله ومخالفته وَأَنَّ سَاعَةَ آتِيَةٌ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهَا وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَبْعَثُ مَنْ فِي الْقُبُورِ All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one deserving of complete devotion. The one deserving to be remembered constantly and never forgotten. The one deserving of all our intention and devotion. Jalla jalaluhu. The possessor of infinite, and absolute majesty and beauty and perfection, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship, and there is no God other than Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we bear witness that His beloved, our noble Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallam, is His final prophet and messenger. The one who, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, told us, and informed us that there was no door to goodness except that he guided us to it and that there was no door to harm and wrongdoing except that he warned us of it, salawatullahi wasalamu alayhi, the one who came with the noble Qur'an and who left us on the clear straight path that none veer from except that they bring upon themselves destruction and humiliation, wal'iyadu billah. My elders, Beloved brothers, sisters, community members, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that these are the days of taqwa. Every day and every moment are the days, is a moment and are days of taqwa, but we are especially approaching very unique days. Days where we invest with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Days where we turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are approaching the sacred month of Rajab, one of the holy months of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the righteous on the first night of Rajab and the first day of Rajab, they treat it like it's a day of Eid. They treat it like it's a day of celebration. Why? Because a unique manifestation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and reward, it has been opened up for them. And also in these days that are approaching us very soon, either Tuesday or Wednesday will be the first of Rajab around that time, that as we approach this sacred month of Rajab, the ulama, they tell us that it is an opportunity for us to really take advantage of a sacred season with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the month of Rajab, which is a holy month, is followed by a blessed and honored month, the month of Sha'ban. And the month of Sha'ban is followed by the most blessed month, the month of Ramadan. So now we are in a window of opportunity, we are in a spiritual season that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are people who attain the highest degrees with Allah in these days. And it is not beyond belief or beyond uh, what is capable or what is possible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could give that to us as well. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. وعافية, but we have to do our part. We roll up our sleeves and we rejoice in the days that are coming. And we also have a heightened awareness of avoiding that which is haram with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That just as reward is multiplied, sin is also even more egregious in these days. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a sincere repentance. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. So just as we love the month of Ramadan, we have to begin preparing for the month of Ramadan starting from Rajab, starting from this holy and sacred month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam tells us, Ala inna Li lirabikum fi ayyami dahrikum lanafahat. Surely in the days of your Lord there are spiritual breezes. There is a wind that comes just as the wind and the breeze it pollinates the flowers and the trees. It takes it the pollen from one to the other so that beautiful things grow that there are spiritual breezes that Allah sends upon the hearts that allows Iman and Yaqeen and these beautiful qualities with Allah to grow in nearness to Him. So the Prophet says, "There are days in the year; there are special days from the days of your Lord, in which there are spiritual breezes. Therefore, expose yourselves to those spiritual breezes. Make yourself ready. Present yourself to Allah. Prepare yourself so that your heart becomes pollinated with iman in these days. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us." Of the sacred months in the Qur'an That there are four sacred months in the year One which stands alone And three that run concurrently Allah says أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم In عِدَّةَ الشُّهُورِ عِنَّ اللَّهِ إِثْنَا عَشَرَ شَرًّا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ مِنْهَا أَرْبَعَةٌ حُرُمٍ (laughs) ذَٰلِكَ الدِّينُ فَلَا فِيهِنَّ أَنفُسَكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah decrees that there are 12 months ordained in Allah's book on the day when He created the heavens and earth. Four months of which are sacred. This is the upright religion. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us one of the things that is unique about these months, He says, Do not wrong your souls in these months. When we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in reality Allah loses nothing. Allah is not in need of that. But we are the ones who wrong our own selves. We are the ones who are actually uh, uh, harming our own souls so that we turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tawbah. And in in doing so, that tawbah is a healing for our ruh. It is a healing for our hearts to turn back to Allah Jalla Jalaluh. And the ulama say about these months, the month of Rajab, followed by the month of Sha'ban, followed by the blessed month of Ramadan, that they say that just as a person prepares themselves physically for a marathon, they prepare themselves for anything that is momentous, anything that is valuable, a person doesn't just start thinking about it the night before if you want to do uh, uh, something that is a feat of you know physical fitness or even something intellectual or even something related to any other skill set that a person might have, they think about it deeply. They have a plan. I'm going to practice. I'm going to develop myself. I'm going to hone my skills so that when that time comes in order to perform at the highest level, I'm prepared. But if someone just prepares the night before, It's not expected that they're going to transition as smoothly and achieve as much. So they say that a person, they sow their seeds in Rajab. That they plant their seeds in Rajab. They begin preparing for the month of Ramadan. They have a plan. We turn back to Allah. We engage in more ibadah. We read more Qur'an and so on and so forth. And then a person waters those seeds in the month of Sha'ban. And then when the month of Ramadan comes, they take from the fruit. The fruit is already there and ready for the taking in the month of Ramadan. And they say that a way that we do that is in the month of Rajab to have a particular focus on Tawbah, on turning back to Allah and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And in the month of Sha'ban, to increase in sending salawat upon the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa Upon whose heart the Qur'an was revealed So that when the month of Ramadan comes Your slate is clean And your heart is connected to the heart That has the most awareness and knowledge Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And then the words of Allah are, uh, They have an unique and powerful impact On the heart in the month of Ramadan So the first step that we, we take towards Allah Jalla Jalala, Is the step of Repentance and from last Ramadan to this Ramadan, all of us, there have been things that have accumulated. That there are things that may be habits that have come back into our lives that we don't like. That we know if we were to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today or tomorrow, we would not want those habits to be in our lives. And Tawbah is a way to reset that. Tawbah is a way that we are able to remove that. And we're not burdened by that sin as the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, min la la. The one who repents from a sin is like a person who doesn't have that sin to begin with. It's like a person who doesn't have sin. So when we ask Allah for forgiveness, it restores our state with Allah wa ta'ala and it removes the burden and the darkness of that sin from our heart. And that is what the month of Rajab, we are meant to focus on in order to prepare for the month of Ramadan. Allah says in the Qur'an, وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا O believers, all of you, turn back to Allah. Toba means to turn back to Allah. It also means repentance. But what really is repentance in reality it is turning back and recommitting yourself to your Lord. Ya Allah, I didn't do what I was supposed to do, but I am turning back to you and recommitting myself to your obedience and recommitting myself to the, the, the resolve not to fall back into that which displeases you, which you are unpleased with and which you have made forbidden, subhanahu wa ta'ala. tubu jami'an, ayyuhal mu'minoon. All believers turn back in repentance to Allah. And what is the result when a person does that? So that you may be prosperous. You will be successful. It is the key to all the doors of goodness that come after it is turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is the way that we cleanse ourselves and remove the filth and the darkness and the weight and the burden and the shackles of the disobedience to Allah, and we go back into the pure water of His remembrance, and we are cleansed by nearness to Him, and we are able to be free in His obedience, and we overcome these lowly desires of the nafs, or at the very least, we recommit ourselves to that. And the Messenger of Allah has many amazing stories about tawbah, and many great benefits in asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, in a hadith narrated by Abu Dawood, من لزيم الإستغفار جعل الله له من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم من فراجا ورزقه من حيث لا يحتسب whoever من al istighfar. what that really means is whoever always keeps the company of asking Allah for forgiveness. Saying, astaghfirullah. In other words, a person abundantly and regularly asks Allah for forgiveness. Whoever is continuous in seeking Allah's forgiveness, what is the result or the benefit of that? Allah will make uh, for him a way out of every hardship and a relief for every anxiety or for every worry and will provide for him from where he does not expect. That's for someone who keeps saying, astaghfirullah, 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 astaghfirullah. And in another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu tells us, blessed is he who has in his record, his book of deeds, much istighfar. That a person, when you open your book of deeds, there are things that we ask Allah to remove from that book of deeds. We don't want to read it. And we don't want anyone else to read it or it to be shown before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Akhirah when the veil is removed. But when you have your book of deeds and it is beautified and ornamented with istighfar, it begins to remove the ugliness of those things in between. And it is a sign that a person is blessed. And another one of the adab of istighfar, one of the etiquettes that we have to have with Allah, when we seek His forgiveness, is that we never give up. The shaitan comes to people and tells them, you're never going to change. This thing is so deeply rooted in you, you're never going to change. And if you ever think that you're going to be righteous and beloved to Allah, that's even more far-fetched. That's what the Shaytan promises people, but the believers, they always turn back to Allah. The Prophet wasallam he told us of a man who killed 99 people, a mass murderer, بالله, A grave sin, numerous times, over and over again. And then he wonders, would Allah ever forgive me? So then he went to kind of a monk, a man who was just loved to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and was righteous, but did not have a lot of knowledge. So he asked him, is it possible that I can hope for Allah's forgiveness? And he said, absolutely not. You killed 99 people? Absolutely not. You're done for. So he got upset and he killed the monk. Made it an even 100. Then they said, let us take you to someone who is knowledgeable and ask him. So he went to the man of knowledge and asked, I've killed 100 people. Is there any way that I can hope to be forgiven by Allah? Is there any way back for me to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And he said, when has that door ever been closed? The door is wide open. But I recommend that you leave this area. The town that you're in has a bad influence on you. Go to a place where there is good and righteous people and you will be able to successfully change your ways there. The man goes on his way and dies halfway. He hasn't even really gotten to the place where he has uh, committed to changing his ways. So the angels, they debate. Is he going to paradise or is he going to hell? Yes, he wanted to repent, but he also killed a hundred people. So what is it that we do? So then they said, let us measure. And behind all of this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will. But it, it teaches us something. So they begin to measure. If he's closer to the town where he's committed his crimes, then he will go to the fire. If he's closer to the town where he was going to repent and change his ways, will take him to paradise. And one of the riwayat indicates that Allah rolled up the earth for him and pushed him closer to the direction of the place where he was to make tawbah, and the angels took him to paradise. If that's the case of that person, then we should never uh, constrict and restrict our good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we have to do our part. We also cannot become complacent in our own disobedience. We have to want to change. We have to be committed to changing. We have to fight against the nafs and against the wasawis of the shaitan. And in doing so, great doors of goodness will be open bi ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all tawfiq and to make us people who take advantage of the opportunity that is coming before us in the days of Rajab. والله يقول وقوله الحق المبين وإذا قرئ القرآن فاستمعوا له وأنصتوا لعلكم ترحمون وقال تبارك وتعالى فإذا قرأت القرآن فاستعذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قُلْ (laughs) يَا (laughs) عِبَادِيَا الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the translation of which is Say that Allah says, O my servants who have harmed yourselves, who have wronged your own souls by your own excess, due to your own excessiveness in fulfilling these lower desires against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded. The person who's in that state, Allah says to them, do not despair of Allah's mercy. Allah forgives all sins. He is truly the most forgiving, the most merciful. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-azim wa bima fihi min al ayatu wa al-dhikr al-hakim. وَأَجَارَنَا مِنْ خِزِّهِ وَعَذَابِهِ الْأَلِيمِ أقولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ العَظيمَ لِي وَلِوالِدَيْنَا وَلِجَمِيعِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهِ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمِ Seek Allah's forgiveness. Indeed, He is forgiving and merciful. إن الحمد لله حمدني وفي نعمه ويكافيه مزيده ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد يا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله It is in these days that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم Taught us to yearn for the month of Ramadan. And that it was in the month of Rajab that He would begin regularly saying, Allahumma, Barik lana fi Rajab wa Sha'ban wa Balligna Ramadan. O oh, Allah, bless us in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban and allow us to reach the month of Ramadan. That we begin that preparation today. And no matter where we are, no matter what we've done, no matter what challenges and difficulties, no matter even if it is something that occurred last night, that we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we realize that the door is open and we realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has invited us to his nearness and that we have an opportunity to taste the sweetness of the Quran and to really have a transformative Ramadan. But that we begin that here and now through asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness and maintaining that ibadah through Rajab and then having ibadat in Shaban and then a welcoming Ramadan with already being prepared for it and with having a spiritual momentum so that inshallah, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's grace and generosity, that inshallah we have the best Ramadan so far of our entire lives. But some of the ways that we can do that is just spend a little bit of time every day in the morning after Salatul Fajr or right before you go to bed, just spend even a few minutes saying, Astaghfirullah, 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 Astaghfirullah. Whether you are working or you are cooking or you're driving from place to place, that you can just uh, put everything else away and all the distractions and just ask Allah for forgiveness. Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. And witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and generosity and witness how you will see that act on the Day of Resurrection when it is presented before you. Another thing that the ulama recommend in the month of Rajab is beginning to fast more regularly, to at least fast the three white days. Or if a person can do more than that, fasting Mondays and Thursdays. And if a person can do more than that, then there is great good in fasting in the months of Rajab and Shaban and it prepares us for the month of Ramadan so that it's not something that kind of changes our habits so much, but that we're able to begin on a strong footing bi ta'ala. And another thing to do is leave aside whatever haram it is that, that that we're afflicting our own selves with. To leave it aside, looking at something haram, listening to something haram, saying things that are haram, avoiding backbiting, Avoiding images that corrupt our heart and that bring poison into our heart and leave it from now in preparation for the month of Ramadan and turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He gives us the best of what He gives His righteous and beloved servants إِنَّهُ Wa Arham Al Rahimin, And that in these days we increase in sending abundant salawat upon the Prophet ﷺ, as he said, "The closest of you to me at each juncture on the Day of Resurrection will be those of you who sent the most blessings upon me in the life of the world." فقال مخبراً وآمراً لهم تكريماً إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تسليماً اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وآنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حالي السعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر والذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى الناصح لله بالسرّ السر والإعلام من استحيت منه ملائكه الرحمن محي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذنورين النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخي النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة، وريحة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة، وعلى أمهم الحورى فاطمه البتون الزهراء وعلى خديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين، وعلى الحمزه والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس، وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بهدى وإحسان إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم فيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذمّا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا همّا إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك أن إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكيها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين عباد الله إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القرباء وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر